I'm in the mood. I want to sing. I want to open with a song. I didn't write lyrics. Maybe next week. Well, that's fine. I I will eagerly await your lyrics next week. Um, I don't. I'm trying to think if I have anything fun to open with, and other than the normal like life is stressful. I drink too much. I took a big poop today, and I feel like I I start the podcast with those things a lot, and I want to do something different. I didn't bring anything different. This is our worst open ever. Yeah. Hey, okay, here's a question for you, a, a thing to start. So, I, a while back, I mentioned, hey, group people in the vocal group I'm in, we started spitballing the whole slammed by wolves as a, as a joke concept. Hey, let's make a shitty slam band. Now, we don't have, like, a lot of music written. We have, like, a little bit, and it's not, there's no drums, and it's a total shit show. And we keep arguing back and forth now on how much of a joke it should be. Because it started out as a fun half hour just back and forth, We and I enjoyed that a lot. And now that, oh, I'm writing riffs, oh, I'm programming drums, oh, maybe we shouldn't be called Slam by Wolves, that's really stupid. Maybe we should be called something a little better, like Knotted, which is not any better. And so now it's like, hey, we should put a sample of this in the song. That'll be funny. And then it's like, well, I thought we wanted to be serious. Now we can't do that. And then it's like working with people can be frustrating, but I don't, I, I, I keep, I can't tell what the hell we should do with this project because part of me wants to lean in on the stupid. And the other part of me is like, I don't know, maybe making it like not embarrassing. And it's something I could share with friends and family to a point is also nice. Like where's the middle ground between shit post and not totally dumb. Collaborative efforts are always interesting, uh, like the process, because you're going to get uh, friction. Even when everyone's on the same page, there's always an amount of friction. Right. Like, uh, like I, 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 I passed on, hey, we need a band logo to, some, to someone else just to give him something to do, because it's like, you know, he's just waiting around as a vocalist. We don't have anything else to work on. And... um. Didn't totally like what he, he sent. Gave him, you know, it's like, you know, we're, we're spitballing. What should the band logo be? How many penises should we try to hide in it? Because I'm, I'm not, I'm open to a couple. I think that's fine. I just don't want, like, the T's to be giant dicks. I feel like the, I want something a little more subtle. And so then it comes back and forth. It's like, none of us are graphic designers. This is stupid. I, I, I don't know what I want out of this anymore. Um... And then uh, uh, going back to the first time I brought this up on the show, it's like, are we ever going to release music? Probably not. I think there's maybe a 40% chance we finish anything. Um, I may have said 50 or 60%, so that number's gone down a little. Can I tell you about... I want to tell you about my, uh, my this week's Pathfinder game. Okay. Um, We... <laughs> uh, so we... We're doing basically like if anyone's played Pathfinder, there's like a basic uh like baby's first dungeon. This is the starter thing from the book, kind of a thing. And so we got to a part where we're we're under the um we're under the the fishery, and we found a secret cave that leads to some like old ruins, and we we found a hidden door, or like this blocked off tunnel, and we go in the tunnel, and there's like sarcophagi. And they're clearly like there's something 
spooky going on because there's like blue flames and we can hear like zombies moaning. And it's like, well, we're looking for fish thieves. I don't think this is them. And the rest of the party is kind of like they want treasure because they're playing a game and they want to like gear up their characters. And I'm the rogue, and so I'm the only one that can sneak. And so they're like, well, sneak in there and just double check there's nothing interesting. And they're clearly like expecting me to like set up a trap or something. So I go in and I successfully sneak and I look around and it's like, well, there's no treasure. There's no fish thieves. Let's go. And the 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 <laughs> the DM is clearly like, you know, th- this is an encounter. So like you, you guys can fight skeletons if you want. So he's trying to like encourage that we end up fighting the skeletons. But I'm kind of like, uh, like they didn't do anything wrong. Um, I'm going to leave. I have like a loaf of bread. I'm going to leave it here and pray for them and leave. And I do that. And <laughs> then, like the goblin is like, uh, no, or no, let's, let's see if there's anything good in there. And he, he walks in and then the, like he trips something and the skeletons attack. So we defeat all the skeletons and my character's like mad, but also like, I'm the only like good person in the whole group and I have no money left because like I keep, I like spend it all on potions for the party. And so I have like pennies to my name. So I count off the skeletons and there's six of them and I have seven copper. So like, okay, I'm gonna take six copper and I'm gonna leave one out and pray again before leaving. And so I do that. And then, like, the rest of the party, hang- like, they let me go first. And once I was out of eyesight, then the goblin stole the pennies. And it's, like, to me, this is really funny. Because, like, out of character. I love that, like, my character's basically crying and, like, trying to be a good person while everyone else is murder hobos. But out yeah. of character. I think the DM is, like, upset. And he's like, I think he's frustrated with me for not being murder hobo-y enough. And he's frustrated with the goblin for taking all the treasure from everyone. And somehow summing up like 60 gold worth of stuff so that he can buy upgrades for his guns. And he can like one-shot enemies for the next three levels. Oh, D&D or Pathfinder. So, So it's one of these things where I'm curious how far this game will go. Because it seems like there's some, like, differing expectations. Yeah, and honestly, if you feel like that is uh, right away or early enough on, I mean, you should probably bring that up because I feel like our group could have done that sooner and it maybe would have smoothed yeah. some sing- things out. Smooths, smooth, smooth, can't talk. I uh, Yeah, I did bring it up. Um, I'm probably going to be checking in with him weekly. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's a smart thing to do. It sounds fun, though. Like, combat was, like, my least favorite part of D&D. And so when it's like, hey, here's a bunch of stuff. What what are you going to do? The idea of trying to do something in character or or weird or, or just ignoring the prompt because it's kind of funny in itself to do. Um, I, I get I get the, you know, the, the mindset there. I, I was gonna say though, I like I, I like our show because I feel like I don't have the the the, the creative differences kind of don't exist. It's just it's just us. <laughs> it's just us chatting and being stupid. Oh, pretty much. Like honestly, when one of us brings like an interesting episode, it basically just means like okay, and I get to talk about Yu Gi Oh next week. Yep. 
that's the extent of our disagreements. It's like, I also want to have fun. Yeah. So it's really easy to get Bing AI to generate dogs humping buildings. Do you use the word hump? No. Are you just like giant dogs climbing buildings and it looks like... Yes. Climbing will basically accidentally make it look inappropriate if you put the right word behind it. Honestly, that first one you sent was pretty cool. Um, This one's kind of funny because I like how one of the buildings lines up. But that's a stretch. Yeah, that's a big dog. The listeners cannot see these. Um, They're AI images of giant giant wolves and it's supposed to be like slam metal and it's... it, it's trying to do album art, but doesn't quite know what any of the, the words mean. And so it's trying very hard. And honestly, the color schemes, like the red and the black and the kind of the red and the dark blue, um, or the orange and the dark blue, like, you know, classic. They work. Well, the other thing is uh, when you get these like really high contrast ones, it's very easy in Photoshop to just pick different colors. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, that's enough of hey, that. Yeah, okay. So, I came in with an idea, uh, and I got this yesterday while I was drinking with my neighbor and playing ping pong, because he mentioned something about the Fantastic Four, and apparently Spider-Man was once in it, and I think She-Hulk was once in it. I don't know anything about the Fantastic Four, so my first reaction was to pick up the phone and text you and go, hey, we should do an episode where we write uh, a movie uh, that is for the Fantastic Four. So my first question to you is, do you know anything about them? So it's funny. You texted me. We should write a movie about the Fantastic Four. And my first thought was, oh, that's the one Marvel characters that I don't know anything about. So this would be very fun to explore with you. And I assumed that you had like some sort of inspiration behind that. So I was curious to hear what you said. Now, hearing you say that apparently Spider-Man and She-Hulk were involved at some point shocked me to my senses that, of course, I know a lot more about Fantastic Four than you do. <laughs> I know the powers. We got we got Rockman. We got Invisible Woman who can make force fields. We got Stretchy Man. And we got uh, Flame Man who is related to Invisible Woman. Now... The, the, the shit posty ideas that Joe and I were having yesterday involved a lot of incest. Um, and That's that very was trendy that was right now. Very funny to me. Is it? Mm-hmm. Is incest trending? How, how yeah. is incest trendy? What the fuck? Um, well, for the past like two years, I think the highest search term on Pornhub was quote unquote stepsister. Oh. And. And recently there was a video game where, like, the twist was that, aha, they're siblings. It was incest all along. And there was a game last year that had the exact same twist. So it's becoming a weird thing that comes up a lot in fiction right now. I remember when I read Citrus, or not read, watched, on on Crunchyroll ages ago now. That was the big, like, hook of that anime is, like, they're sisters and they love each other romantically, wink, wink, maybe, wink, wink. And I'm like, okay, are you serious? You're just selling me on the, like, you're selling an anime to me based solely on the fact that it might be, like, incest Yes, I'm going to watch that to see what happens. That's absurd. And then it turns out they were stepsisters and it was a little more complicated than that. And also it wasn't very good. Um, 
I feel like I've talked about that when I on this show before because this is a four or five years ago now that I watched that. I don't remember a lot of it, and that's okay because it wasn't worth remembering. But it did it did try to sell itself on incest, which is kind of weird. So when the Human Torch is fucking the Invisible Woman, insert laughter here. Oh, okay. I was waiting for where this goes. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I mean. I feel like the Fantastic Four as a group are are not as well known and not as well liked in terms of Marvel. Like no one really talks about them. And if they do, it's because all the Fantastic Four movies are bad or at least mediocre. And I remember seeing at least the first one that came out in like 2004 or something like this is back in high school. They made a Fantastic Four movie. I don't remember anything about it. I don't think it was very good. And so... There is an underdog element to these characters, but they have some pretty, like, you know, okay powers. Okay to impressive, depending on, you know, what's going on. Um, I think they fight the Silver Surfer, and, you know, he's kind of a big deal. It's, uh, you got, you got Rockman. He seems like he's got some pathos to him. So, I feel like you should be able to do a good Fantastic Four movie, and it's surprising that they haven't. Yeah, I think there's a sad irony that uh, a lot of people forget but the uh, the movie rights, like the stuff that Marvel had access to, were mostly the unwanted stuff that, you know, didn't get sold off already. Uh, Iron Man was never like that big, <laughs> you know, like the Avengers was kind of a fun concept, but it wasn't like must have. I think sincerely, I think Fantastic Four is one of Marvel's most successful properties. If you look really? at the comic history and the bad movies soured that a lot. And the way that the new movies kind of made Iron Man and the Avengers more interesting. Uh, I think we're like a couple generations away from the memories of the good old Fantastic Four days. Sure. That makes sense because, yeah, like Fox ended up getting uh, the X-Men, which is obviously really huge and has been huge for a very long time. Tony got Spider-Man, huge character. Everybody knows Spider-Man, tons of cartoons off him. And then I think Fox also got Fantastic Four. And I suppose if you're buying X-Men and you buy Fantastic Four, they, they probably feel fairly equally weighted, you know, if you're putting in the money for them. Which is, which is strange. Oh, do they still own it or does Marvel have it back? I guess it doesn't matter, right now, but I'm kind of curious. Back. Okay. I guess, do you, do you open with an origin story? Because I don't know if, like, the, the common populace these days knows who the Fantastic Four is or if I'm just, like, really showing a blinder. But I I have seen at least two of the movies, and I don't I don't remember their. Then they go into space, I think, and there's like radiation, and they come back with superpowers, and the thing gets really like the short end of the stick, because it's like, look, I could turn into fire and fly, and he's like, I'm a giant rock. Everyone thinks I'm ugly and scary now. My wife left me. It's like, yeah, that does kind of suck to be you. So I do think people know the Fantastic Four. Um, I think the Fantastic Four parody on uh, Venture Brothers was a big success. Oh yeah, they did do that, didn't they? Yeah, those were those were solid characters. Um, maybe yeah. if you don't get what they're referencing, it still works. But I I feel like people got it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, so I'm I'm curious a little bit. How much do you know about their origins? Um, basically what I just said. I'm pretty sure they went into a spaceship. Now, how many were in the spaceship? I would guess all four, but the fact that you're asking me that makes makes me think it was only three. It was all five. There's five of them? 
Yes. One of them died? Uh, their, very, their very close friend, who they also thought died, but later came back as supervillain Doctor Doom. Oh, that's where Doctor Doom is from? I thought Doctor Doom was a DC character. Doctor Doom is the arch nemesis of the Fantastic Four, but he's also one of those bad guys that's so good and popular that he becomes the arch nemesis of everyone, and also he's better than Thanos, and Thanos is gay and purple. Um, Thanos is purple. Why why do I think Doctor Doom is from DC? Because the name's stupid. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> That's a fucking are, good are you answer. confusing him with Darkseid? Oh, I bet I am. They're kind of the same, aren't they? The name is stupid. Darkseid is a bad name. So is Steppenwolf. Um, I don't respect Ste- DC yeah. or Marvel. I that, yeah, I, I have a lot more respect for Marvel even though Marvel has uh supervillains like The Wall and Big Wheel. Oh, Big Wheel, my favorite childhood toy. So, uh, let's talk about Spider-Man. You, do, do, are you familiar with... Did, like, did you do any research on why Spider-Man was involved in the Fantastic Four? No, but my friend was telling me, my neighbor, he said that um, something happened to Spider-Man and he lost his suit. And so they made... He had a Fantastic Four suit, but it didn't have a, a mask because they don't really do the mask thing. So he was wearing a paper bag and then he didn't have shoes. And that's really funny to me. And apparently they made like a, a six inch figure of it a while back and it was a collectible. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he, he still had to hide his identity. So he insisted on having a mask and they're like, yeah, but the Fantastic Four don't wear masks. And he's like, okay, that's great. And he put on a bag and he's like, I'm bag man. I like that a lot. It makes me happy. It's stupid, but it's stupid in a fun comic book way. Now, if I were writing a Fantastic Four movie, I would not put Spider-Man in it. I would save that for the second or third installment. I feel like it's unfair to lead with Spider-Man and that the Fantastic Four should be able to stand on their own. I guess the real question is, is do we introduce Doctor Doom through them? I feel like we have to. I don't know much about Doctor Doom other than apparently he's a really cool villain. Um, Yeah, that's all you really need. What are his powers? He's super smart and also strong, and also he learned magic because he he like went to hell and then studied with Doctor Strange's bad guy and then betrayed that bad guy because he's smarter than Satan and escaped back to reality. So now he's okay. half magic. Okay, you know what? Fuck this whole idea. We're gonna do a Fantastic Four movie, but it's gonna be from the perspective of Doctor Doom. And I know you're thinking, well, they already did that <laughs> with the Avengers and Thanos, and it's like, yeah, they did. And you know what? And it was good. Also, I don't give a shit about the Fantastic Four, but a guy dying and going to hell and then fighting his way out with and learning magic so he can beat up superheroes is rad. And I want that movie. And so the Fantastic Four thing can be the B plot. And the, the A plot is Doctor Doom in hell. I think I I think uh, I think we need to do if we're if we're doing a Fantastic Four movie, it should be about the Fantastic Four. I I think Doctor Doom is really, really cool. Like, that's a character that I will pick in Marvel vs. Capcom 3 because he's very cool. Um, I lament that I don't have the Doctor Doom skin on Fortnite. Oh, you, did you see who they added to Fortnite? Uh, Doctor Doom. No. <laughs> you have who, who 3,000 more guesses. I was gonna say, uh, it could be literally anybody. Is it is it from an anime, a comic, or a movie? It's Eminem, like the rapper. Yeah. Look at that! Oh 
Marshall Mathers is in is in Fortnite. Look, you can get mom's spaghetti as a backpack. Wow. I can't tell if I like that or if I think that's stupid. It's both. You can like it for being stupid. Did you know he okay. sells spaghetti sauce? No, that's awesome. Also that, weird, that but awesome. That came out this month. That you get, get mom's spaghetti in a jar. We all got to make money and pay our bills and, and, and put our kids through through school. I get it. But also, it kind of ruins some of the mystique of Eminem when he's like, hey, that famous line from the song I did for the movie, I, I, I turned it into a product. I, I like, mean, oh. I, I think I had enough time being mysterious and cool. Yeah, I don't know if he was ever that mysterious or cool, I think is the other side to that coin. I mean, I had um, <laughs> an old Eminem CD when I was in middle school, right? Because we all did. That was the thing. You you had to have it, and you listened to it, and you thought, man, I'm fucking cool listening to this. I'm eight, and this guy's talking about how he hates his mom, and he's got real skeletons in his closet because he kills people. Maybe he might do crimes. I don't think he does. I think he probably just smoked weed. Um, and then and then and then you get a little older, and you're like, oh, either I I, I keep going down this train, but I find better music in the genre, or I start listening to new metal because that Slipknot, their boy boy howdy, are they scary? Don't you know? And that's and that and then the rest is history. And then you meet Cameron a few years later. That's you. I'm not drunk tonight. I, I feel really kind of drunk. I, I'm only drinking water. Oh, that reminds me. I, I mixed a Christmas cooler and I didn't add my vodka to it yet. Oh, you should go put vodka in that unless you don't want to. But it sounds like you should. I'm going to do that right now. Okay. Vodka, tell me what the Fantastic Four movie will be about. Gluck, 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 gluck. That smells lovely. Do you like Christmas coolers? Uh, I don't think I've ever had a Christmas cooler. It's one part cranberry sauce and two parts Sprite. Oh, that sounds kind of nice. Wait, cranberry sauce or like cranberry juice? I'm sorry, cranberry juice. Oh, that sounds nice. And then you can add a shot of vodka if you want, but honestly, Hell it doesn't yeah. really need it. Okay. Ooh, that's nice. Mm. Okay. Uh, I suggest we don't do the origin story. I agree. I think everyone is tired of superhero origin stories. I agree. Regardless of the superhero. Uh, now, I think what they could do... I, I've always found one of the strengths of the Fantastic Four is their, uh, their familial relationship. Like, they are very close. And they, they butt heads, but at the same time, they kind of all love each other. And that tends to come through. I think we, I think it should open and everyone's like separate. And it's kind of a like, hey, we have to get the team back together kind of a thing. I think it should open can... at Christmas and they're all getting ready to have family dinner and someone knits the thing a really big Christmas sweater. <laughs> it's like, it's like 18 balls of yarn. It's huge. And he's touched because no one ever makes some clothes that fit. But it's an ugly sweater. And he's like, yeah, but I mean, I'm really happy, but I can only wear this like literally a week out of the year. I, I It's the only sweater I own. And you made it one I can only wear a week out of the year. And, and they're all kind of laughing and ribbing him because it's a, it is a little funny. End scene. I'm sorry. I'm not being I'm not being helpful. Well, no, I'm trying to think. I, I, I think. Hmm. 
I like how you just sent me pictures of 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 the thing dressed as Santa while Mr. Fantastic is putting a star on the top of a tree. Like you you I I said something stupid and like you queued up a real thing that basically is just what I said. I mean, Marvel's been around for a while. That's true, but it's still it's still funny. It's still like goddamn I agree, though. Okay, so we got the family aspect. They've always, and I, I think I remember I, that from the bit I've, I've, I've consumed of, of old FF. And you know, actually, the the more I think about it, I, I like the idea of them like being happy together at the start of the movie. So, like, opening at Christmas is kind of a fun thought, where it's like they're trying to have like you know they're they're having a nice time, and they're happy. Yeah, and I feel like that leaves room to introduce uh, the conflict or the threat by Act Two, kind of a thing. And then, like by the end, we can see them like still together, and you know, yeah, with follower this, structure, like, this strong unit. Okay, so what do you think? Um, what do you think the threat should be? Like, is this? Uh, are we are we treating this as if it takes place in the MCU? Or is um, this going to be like its own standalone movie and it's just Fantastic Four? No, I feel like I'm not. I don't know if I'm versed enough in the new MCU to be like, this is where it fits in the current MCU because I've missed some movies. But also, yeah, I, I'm not super nitpicky about the details. It does feel like it should be there and it does give us things to play with. My, I'm always big on like, okay, who's the villain of it? Because. The villain is what drives a, a, a superhero movie. And so are we introducing Doctor Doom or is is Doctor Doom inter- introduced earlier off screen because we skipped the origin story? So I looked up uh, Fantastic Four villains and the first results uh, show Doctor Doom, Super Scroll, Galactus, Mole Man, Namor, King the Conqueror. Uh, Who's I guess, Mole Man? So, yeah, Mole Man's pretty good. He's, a, that he's one, a stinky man. That one sticks out as being a lot less threatening than the others who want it in the world. Those are some heavy-hitting villains, actually. Like, I know yeah. Kang's probably going to be the next big one, right? Yeah, they, um, he, he was already introduced, actually. Yeah, and then, and then Galactus is like eats planets dr doom obviously very big strong evil smart wizard and then you got mole man um as much as i think mole man would be fun i kind of like i kind of like galactus and i do if the second fantastic four movie the enemy was galactus and the silver surfer came to herald galactus um and it was all all very neat and scary man I don't know. you know what bums me out uh, not not really bummed me out, but like you saw the uh, the Avengers game, the what was it? not Endgame, um, Infinity War. Yeah, remember how like the Hulk got like shot back to Earth. Yeah, and he like crashed through the uh, the um, the magic building, and you see him like you know uh, lying on the broken staircase, and he's like, oh, he's coming, Thanos is coming. I don't remember that part. It's been a bit. So that was like frame by frame how it worked in the comic, except it was Silver Surfer. Oh. And I think it worked in the movie. 
But it part of me, like, I recognized that shot and seeing uh, Bruce Banner instead of Silver Surfer was like, oh, yeah, they don't own everything, so they can't tell the story right. Not that it was the same story from that point on, but it's like, it, it was kind of like, it was so on the nose that it took me out of it. What if? Okay, because I, I still like the whole Doctor Doom goes to hell thing. We don't have to do that in the movie that we're writing. We can we we can leave Doctor Doom out, but what if what if we rolled Constantine in here and did like one of his villains, and it would be like foreshadowing for the sequel where Doctor Doom would 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 appear out of you know like ripping his way from hell and he's very mad, and then the the second movie is a Doctor Doom movie. Yeah, we could we could set up a Doctor Doom. I I say this one I- because. Of the villains we talked about, one's being used, one was already used, and then there's Mole Man. And, like, I, I don't know if we can do a f- movie with Mole Man. He seems kind of stupid. Like, he can be in this movie. He can be, like, a bit character or an Easter egg. I don't have anything against him. But, I don't know, there's not, there's not, it's like Dog Welder. Remember when we did the Dog Welder episode and we wrote a giant <laughs> shit post? And that was great. <laughs> this this is this is like dog welder but a lot less interesting than dog welder you know hey no you know what no we're writing this this is our movie mm-hmm. uh walt disney himself said we can make this movie since his corpse owns marvel okay that's true uh how about the fantastic four have to fight dog welder <laughs> like we don't have to bark we can write our own character that, that, you know they made up harley quinn for the cartoon that wasn't from the source material well well dog welder is owned by dc so that 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 we can't do uh, <laughs> these licensings it was it was different when we did when we did batman versus dog okay. welder all right all right so oh okay i mean it, can we work with Mole Man? Um, I mean, technically, he was the villain in one of the movies, so it's been done. Oh, is that oh, that that this person? Who the fuck is this? This this other picture? I'm Man. guessing from what movie? Um, this one. I don't. I. I don't know. What Marvel hate- movie was Mole Man in? Right? Who is who is this guy? I don't know. Fantastic Four, twenty fifteen. Google Images is like getting worse. Is that the one that no one it. fucking saw? Yes. Okay, let's look at the Mole Man Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, I'm on Wikipedia, uh, Mole Man. Fell into a massive cave, leading deep into the underground realm of Subterranea. See, that sounds kind of neat. I could go. We could go to Subterranea. Became a ruler of a bunch of subterraneans now known as Moloids. His ruler, blah, blah, blah. He used the deviant-derived creatures and technology to strike back at the outer world. Um, because they didn't like him, apparently. Destroyed power plants. That's kind of that's nuts. That's, you know. He stole buildings from New York. These sinking buildings and creating, like, a weird underground stuff, and they're, like, enslaving people in this weird mole society, there is something really cartoony about that, but also it's kind of neat. And depending on well, the monster also, design, yeah, it could work. But there's also like an element of, um, what's the phrase? It's like you, you, uh, you underestimate them. Yeah. 
Like you're you're uh, summarizing these cool story bits, and it's not what you expected to see. What if it opened and it was like the Fantastic Four in their like super traditional like old fashioned costumes, and it's all like bright and colorful, and it's them like defeating the Mole Man, um, and they just like they you know they beat him up with like their dumb quirks, or not quirks, quips, and uh, you know yada yada. It's like aha, the Fantastic Four saved the day, and everyone's all happy for him. And Mole Man, like, crawls off and, they, you know, they make fun of him and stuff. And then it, like, kind of follows his story where it's, like, over the years of how he, like, eventually discovered Subterranea and then eventually became the emperor of the, the Molanites. Yeah. And, like, it, you know, I mean, and uh, it's, like, you know, 20 years later or something. And it gets to, like, a more modern, uh, modern times when he attacks. And he's a threat now. Apparently, there's a lot of weird shit underground. Like, there's also Lava Man. There's some scrolls down there because they're fucking everywhere like herpes. Um, there's there's actually, like, a lot to deal with down there, which is cool because that reminds me of, like, the Underdark, right, from D&D. And I'm all fucking about that. Yeah. No, it, this could, honestly, this could be comparable to the Aquaman movie where it's like, it's like, are we really going to care? But then there's like, no, there's enough lore. We can build out stuff here. And, and, like, going there to Subterranea eventually is obviously cool because you can do a lot of neat stuff with the visuals. You're really far underground. You can you can mess with, I don't know, physics if you want because he's, like, a, a nuclear physicist and might have weaponry and traps that change gravity or whatever. Um, stuff specifically designed to counter the Fantastic Four because he fucking hates them bastards so goddamn much for making fun of his little mole face. Mole Man was also behind a series of chupacabra attacks in Puerto Rico. His motive was to protect the blood-drinking race from extinction. He was defeated by the Fantastic Four. Now, if we start off with that, that would be funny because we're, he's, he's in the right there. He's trying to save this, you know, race of creatures oh, yeah. from being murdered. He's, he's, a, he's a humanitarian. He's an environmentalist. And the no-good Fantastic Four want, want, want these blood drinkers. I mean, you know, they, are they vampires? Yeah, kind of. But fuck that. They have a right to exist. Mole Man is just misunderstood. I kind of like this guy now, Cameron. We, I've come around. Well, that's very good. I think he made Richard happy because he's a big Mole Man uh, supporter. Oh, well, that, that that's nice. So early on, see, okay, Act One, right? Uh, just to breeze through this a little bit, we we, we start out okay. We, we we have our we have our like pre pre credits or, or credits opening credits scene, and they're fighting Mole Man, and it's a long time ago. And um, it's kind of cheesy, but it's fun. And uh, maybe he's got some weird robots with them or something, just so they, we got things to beat up, not just not just punch him in the face. Well, they can or, be or, like chupacabra monsters. Yeah, 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 chupacabra monsters. And he gets defeated, and they kill the chupacabras, and he he leaves and he goes underground. And then we we start with Christmas because I do like the Christmas scene. I want to keep that. And then, uh, let's say like they got this the TV on in the background, and and then. Breaking news, uh, this building disappears, falls under the ground into a giant sinkhole, whole building. And this building had um, something special in it, some kind of technology maybe, or, or, or some kind of weapon. He, what if, oh, it could be, you know, maybe it's a military base, just sinks into the ground, disappears. Uh, the, the skeletons yeah. of all of the, the soldiers are like vomited out of the hole like it burped. And you're like, what the fuck? That's scary. And then like all over the world, these like sites are disappearing into these sinkholes. 
And it's like, oh shit, now, now we got a mystery. Probably the Mole Man, because we, we opened with him. But he could never do anything like this. He was just some scrawny dude trying to save Chupacabras. And so, Fantastic Four got to go into a sinkhole. And that's where shit gets fucked. Because it's weird down there. And now we got a movie, Cameron. Now, now we have the first third to first half of a movie. Yeah, I feel like from there, it, would, it maybe plays out relatively predictably for a Marvel movie. Um, so we'll just say it writes itself and Chad GPT does the work for us. Mm-hmm. And we get to Act 17, uh, where they're finally uh, confronting the Mole Man. And in the center of... It's the capital of Subterranea. And he's surrounded by his Mole Harem. Um, and and he gives his speech or something. Yeah. Trying to, like, look up more stuff that we could steal. I guess... So, I... Okay. So, I like the Mole Man arc. I guess, so what do we do with the Fantastic Four themselves? Should they just be, like, more or less getting along the whole time? Or do we want to introduce some kind of conflict that's, like, forced in the middle? Oh, we definitely need that. And and the second act will be way too long. Because it's a Marvel movie. The question is, is how and what? Okay, you know what would be easy? Uh, we we split them, they split the group up. Like there's a, a cave-in thing, and they get separated in, in pairs that don't work as well together. So it's like uh, Mr. Fantastic and the Torch, uh, and then Invisible Woman and the Thing. We gotta find the Lava Men, because I like that idea, and also... We, we got Human Torch being on fire. Can he do anything to Lava Mint? I don't know. We got we got the 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 thing made out of rock. Can he do anything to Lava Mint? I don't know. But we got we got some like elemental conflict going on. But also, just like giant guys made out of lava is a neat visual and it's scary and people want to see that kind of thing in a Marvel movie. Yeah. Ah, uh, you know it's funny we're like we're completely half-assing it and I still feel like we're spending like more effort than current movies are. <laughs> I'm looking up all these characters that are being mentioned like Tyrannus and uh, Grotesque and they're all so fucking lame I don't like any of these people they can all fuck off I still kind of like the, 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 the Constantine style demon showing up at some point or Blade I don't, I don't want to like steal the spotlight with Blade though Blade, Blade deserves his own thing the, the demon thing I'm okay with because we can use that to allude to, to Doctor Doom later on um, but yeah, okay, so the, the heart of it, what, what happens to the Fantastic Four while they're exploring the fucked up realm of some, because we need, like, another character to show up to kind of be an audience, either audience fill-in or, like, a comic relief or, I don't know, like, Perito from The Last Wish, the, just the character you really like and you're glad to have along. Um, I mean, we don't need it, but it kind of feels, like, necessary because it's one of these movies. Yeah, I guess there should be something. Well, I mean, what if they, uh, let's say we, we go with my idea of splitting them up. What if somebody, um, one of the groups, like, meets up with, like, a friendly subterranean being? Yeah, yeah, there we go. That And it's like, well, may, and, and the thing is like, it's like, well, maybe this little thing can show us where to think, where we're going. And then it's like, like what's your thing, mister? I'll take you to the rock castle. You, you look like you belong in a rock castle. It's like, well, we got nowhere else to be. And they get on the sidetrack. And they meet the Rockmen. 
I like the idea too of it being like a rock character because we already have one of those, but it's like a smaller, cuter one. And everyone's like, oh man, you're so small and cute. I could knit so many sweaters for you that you could wear all year round. Then the and thing then is the like, thing will look in the camera and it's like, he's like, I got this ugly mug, but everybody loves the little guy. D- d- does the thing make jokes like that? Um, yeah, he makes jokes. Okay. I guess you'd have, I mean, I, you know, what, what else does he have? He he makes jokes in a coping mechanism way, <laughs> like like not constantly, but like he. I mean, I think that's kind of like he has this catchphrase. Like he says, "It's clobbering time." I, he's aware that that sounds stupid. I like this character called Megatar. I like his design. He looks kind of like a monkey meets lizard meets um, tusks. And apparently, uh, I think he lives down in the uh, the. Alterania and Mole Man teams up with him at some point. So I feel like this guy could show up as the muscle. Like, like we ought to introduce him at some point. He's maybe the B-tier villain. Um, yeah, that could be a you thing. Know, for, yeah, for like one of our mid-action scenes. He seems kind of cool. So it's interesting uh, thinking about how these Marvel movies work. Because really, there's such a huge library of things to just sort of pull from and say, that looks neat, throw it in there. And this has actually been kind of insightful to explain why some of these movies turned out kind of bad. Because you can tell somebody opened up a Marvel encyclopedia. It was like, well, who's this guy? A spawn, whatever. Yeah. Can we I don't do know how one? else you know. Okay. It's weird, right? Because there's so much to choose from. There's this, this back catalog that spans like, what, 60 years or more. And so, I mean, it is kind of like choice paralysis like you have so much stuff you're just like i'll just scroll through all these pictures and see which one looks neat and then i'll pick it like i don't know if there's anything wrong with that it's it's just like if you're being paid to write a movie and you're making this thing like do you need to go a step beyond looks cool like now we need to figure out more and i I don't want to be too critical of the marvel movies because generally when i watch a marvel movie i enjoy it i maybe don't like memorize it i don't need to see it again but as like popcorn food it's it's fun, you know? Like, the last couple I saw, like, like the, the, the Shang-Chi and the Rings, like, that was fun. The hell was the other one I saw? It doesn't matter. I probably enjoyed it for a bit. And then it was over, and it was fine. I don't remember what my point was. I was looking up pictures of Mole Man, and it keeps giving me the Simpsons character. I wish I knew the Fantastic Four a little better. It would be interesting, like, as they go further down, it gets hotter and hotter, and only, like, the human torch isn't bothered, and so you have, like, the environment continuing to play a part. But, like, these just feel like video game set pieces. Like, I don't know what the, the, the real structure is between them. And like you said, okay, we have this, like, family unit thing that's really important. You know, does someone get kidnapped? Uh, separating them, I think, works pretty well. But now you have four little like subplots you have to tell and, and jump between, and that can be kind of cumbersome. Well, unless, it unless helps if like, the bar was lowered by Ant Man three. Oh, was Ant Man three not very good? Yeah, Ant Man three was not very good, and it sounds like we wrote it on a podcast as a joke. Ah, uh, I think I saw two, and two was okay. That was also yeah, I like two. Um, three is also where they introduced uh, Modok, who's one of my favorites, and they ruined him. Oh. And they also had uh, King the Conqueror show up. That's a interesting choice to do in an Ant-Man movie. Yeah. You know what would be funny? 
is they get to the very end of Subterranea, they're going to go find the Mole Man, and they, they're going to beat him up, and they're going to stop this shit once and for all. And they get there, and he's already been defeated by Squirrel Girl. Dude, print it. Print it. I will say, one of the things we could do, a <sighs> little lazy, because remember, we have, we have Mole Man stealing like, arms from uh, the military, and, and maybe doing chemical warfare, biological weapons or something. Let's say he starts um, mutating the other people to turn them into weird, grotesque things, kind of like the thing. You know, so they get really big and bulky and their sweaters don't fit anymore. And then we have like this going on. And they're, it, it, I feel like playing on how the thing looks is really lazy because I know the, the comics and the movies do that. But I don't know what the fuck else to do. Well, yeah, the, the thing is, that's kind of a lot of his character is that he doesn't want to be that like it's it, it's like imagine like being the Hulk, except you're kind of inherently not cool. Yeah, and you can't turn it off. And but you're still like just as smart and like self-aware, you know. Uh, So it's funny when you said like being lazy, I thought you're going to go this other route is like we, we had it set up that they were like targeting military bases and science labs and they have like access to all kinds of stuff. I thought it'd be interesting if by the end they fight the subterranean army or whatever and they defeat the Mole Man. And then somebody points out that it's like, hey, didn't they have like a nuclear warhead or tanks and stuff? Like, where is all that stuff? And the Mole Man's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then it turns out like it cuts to Dr. Doom's castle and he's like inventorying all his new nuclear reactors. And he's like, aren't I just a scamp? I like that, too. I, I do like that. I think I think that's a good idea. I feel like I feel like I don't between, know if it's a good idea. <laughs> I, it's on the it's on the cusp. I feel like between I, like, I, the two of us, we've come up with at least one good idea for a Fantastic Four movie. Well, I like that our good idea was just how about that mole man? You know, I I was I Which wasn't going to do it. Also, not an original idea. I wasn't going to do it, and then I kept you know I was like I want to learn a little more about Mister Mole Man, and I I feel like if you put if you put this in front of me in a word processor in a in a a gun and like a full thermos of whiskey, I could write a mediocre Fantastic Four movie with these parts. <laughs> um, I don't know and if I we mean, did that tonight, but we tried. I Well, you know, I, I think this is a fun brainstorming session. I wouldn't call this like the script, but I feel like we kind of have pieces that we like that do stand out. You know, I, I, I like the little scene of them having like a nice Christmas together. I like the like flashback of beating up a uh, underpowered mole man only for that to come back later and become a bigger threat. Like it, it's, it's, it's fun. I could picture this actually being like the trailer. Yeah. And going like, Oh, you know what? Maybe they're doing fantastic four. All right. I like the idea of the thing, like getting addicted to fentanyl, but it doesn't actually do anything to him. Cause these rocks. Is that really addiction then? I don't know. He's I, just got, like, a bag I, of it that he sleeps in, and he's like, I want to get high. <laughs> Won't work. And then, like, the I cat like the trips idea. and falls in and dies. Oh, what was it? Um, Remember with the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans, where, like, the first two movies are just the universe constantly shitting on Peter? Yeah. And then, like, in the third one, the, there was, like, this, like, Spider-Man Appreciation Day that the mayor was, like, throwing and it was like the first time that like he kind of got like positivity and 
and like things in his life are going right. I want that like Fantastic Four three. Uh, the thing has like helped save the day so many times that people like appreciate him more. And I want a gag where there's like, uh, like a woman's face cream that's just like full of rocks, so you can look like the thing. <laughs> like I, I like I, I picture like someone presenting this to him so he can like sign off on the ad campaign, and he just like rubs his temple and he's like, like no, this is stupid. I, I don't know how I feel about this. Um, we're at 54 minutes about, I know we had some awkward silence. Comic books I, are a waste of time. Well, you know, what's funny. And I, 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 I almost apologize. Stuff. Uh, when we did the matrix episode a bit ago and I was all prepared and we watched the movies and we were going to have this conversation. And you were like, I don't know anything about the matrix. Tell me about the matrix. And I had to really <laughs> carry that. I feel like I did the same thing to you. Where I was like, let's talk about a thing. I didn't know. I kind of assumed you didn't know anything else either. And we would just write a shit post. Um, and and I, we didn't do that. And I, I kind of apologize, though, that I basically gave like <laughs> an idea. I had almost no uh, actual like thought or effort put into. I I think this is pretty fun. The idea Joe and I came up with yesterday was that the Fantastic Four we're really mad that all the other Marvel characters are getting cool movies. So they want a cool movie and they hire a director, but it's a porn star director. They don't have a budget and they didn't redo the research. And so then they're making, they're making a porno and that's how uh, the brother and sister fuck. And that was what we were talking about while we were like drinking scotch whiskey <laughs> last night, which was really funny at the time and a little less funny now. But I want the listeners to know the, the thesis statement of this. I'm sorry, I got really distracted here because there is a comic book about Squirrel Girl and Mole Man fighting. Is there really? Um, yeah, I, I don't know how familiar you are with the unbeatable Squirrel Girl. A little. I've read, I want to say like three or four issues when she got rebooted. Um six years ago five years ago when i was still doing uh, comic book reviews uh i didn't totally care for her yeah i don't i don't care for this book so much it was it was a specific type of like comedy that did not appeal to me yeah oh my gosh there's a part in in the book where he proposes to her and he says squirrel girl will you be my mole ma'am oh that's really funny i like that line i i'm not super big on this book but i give him credit where credit is due squirrel girl feels kind of like the deadpool of marvel but not as funny and not as De- violent Deadpool is marvel and also marvel what the fuck i i i i, I don't want to say i hate comic book shit because i don't but also i kind of do well no it's a lot of garbage i i mean the thing is that the stuff I like about Marvel, I'm talking about the cream that rises to the top, <laughs> but it is a big pot. You think they'll ever do a Squirrel Girl movie? Uh, yeah, honestly, I'm a little surprised they didn't. Um, I expected to, you know what, why don't we just Google it? They have, they have the next like 18 years of movies planned out, right? I, I want to say at some point there was talks that they were going to do a Squirrel Girl movie and like the actress they picked for her was i want to say doing like geico commercials or something at the time and was like 
a really funny, charismatic uh, commercial actor, and they're like, oh, what if they get her to play Squirrel Girl? That would be cool, because she's really cute and, like, a comedian, and that could be fun. And I'm thinking, yeah, I want to see that girl in some squirrel ears. That would be that would be cute. I um, don't have to qualify or clarify that statement to any of you fuckers. And uh, I don't think it happened. So, right now, I'm not seeing a movie. But it looks like they're going to put her in a uh, supposedly canonical cartoon that ties to the MCU. And I guess there was also going to be like a TV show that was live action that she would have been on. But that may or may not have worked out. Let's be real. If it was a TV show, I wasn't going to watch it. And if it's a movie, I probably won't watch it. Um, Yeah, oh, that's fair. Guardians 3. Guardians 3 was pretty all right. Yeah, it was good. But uh, I mean, those Guardians movies though, they're just they're James Gunn movies. They're not MCU. Yeah. Y- you know, they're they're so tonally different. That it's like I almost don't want them to show up in like the uh the the um Infinity War and stuff cuz it's like, no, don't ruin it. I don't <laughs> I don't want Rocket Raccoon to talk to Iron Man. The thing with even Guardians 3 is it still had that like comic book plot line going on. Where things yeah. would happen, and I'd be like, oh, I know how this is going to end, or I know what's going to pay off here, or, oh, in an hour and a half, they're going to make this joke, and it's going to be a callback to this moment. And, yeah, by and large, it, it is there's a, a paint-by-numbers aspect to even the good Marvel movies, which is, I think, one of the reasons why like, I enjoy them in the moment, but don't ever really remember them or need to see them. Because, I don't know, I've seen enough of them, I'm good. That's not a brave statement anymore. Do we want to do a glad space? Fine. Well, we could keep talking about Marvel movies, but it seems like it's kind of winding down. I I, I I want to do glad space. Yay! What about what about you? Do you have a glad space? Yeah, um, I had my last vocal lesson with my coach, at least for a while. Uh, it's time for me to take a break and um, maybe work on some stuff and practice on my own a little bit and see where I can go. Uh, but my last lesson, I was like, hey, I'm, tr- I'm trying to do some shouty stuff. Let's see if we can like cram how to do this in an hour. And we were doing that, and he introduced me to this band because they have the vocal style I'm looking at. And I'd never heard of them before. The band is LLNN. That's it. it- LLNN. And uh, the album he introduced me to is called Unmaker. And for it is some weird fucking like death metal because it's like death metal, but it's kind of got that atmospheric element of black metal. It's it's got a lot of industrial sound to it. It's it's kind of like movie soundtrack elements to it. And then you have this like dude who's just like shouting and he sounds so he doesn't sound angry. Typically, the style of vocal is, like, angry. He sounds more almost, like, I don't know, scared. It is it is kind of... The soundscape is amazing. It is really fucking cool music. So, I, I recommend people check out LLNN if you like uh, heavier music. Because, I mean, if you don't if, if you don't like metal at all, you're, you're going to fucking hate this. Because it's it's definitely of the genre. But if you if you like this... Because they don't, they don't have a lot of listens. They're, they're kind of a smaller band. Um... So I, I checked them out. I really, I really enjoyed uh, listening to this, and I'm probably gonna pick this up tomorrow uh, on Bandcamp Friday, which will have passed when this episode comes out. 
U-N-L-L-N-N. Unmaker. This actually, you know, with my headphones on, this is really rad. <laughs> Apparently, like, for some of the synths and stuff, they, like, actually sampled, like, industrial equipment, like power saws and, I don't know, machinery that stamps metal and, and just, like, got, like, all these crazy samples of really distorted pieces of machinery and then like turn them into synths and then really mix them in weird into their sound and it's just it's fucking wild it is really cool yeah i actually i i do recommend looking this one up um i'm trying to remember what my glass face is and i know i liked it on twitter so i opened twitter real quick to look at my likes real quick and the first thing i see paul atreides is coming to call of duty no, don't do that to my Dune. I like Dune. I can still like why? Dune. But... I don't know what Call of Duty is anymore. Why, why is Call of Duty trying to be Fortnite? Uh, well, I think because Fortnite makes money. Oh, crack that code, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it to sound so terse, but yeah. Oh, scoop, bop, boot, bop, boom, bump, ba ba up. There it is. Okay, I was reminded, and I ended up going back and like rereading it. But I, I think this might have been a glad space in the past too. Remember that Star Wars comic about Jar Jar's uh, dad? Ah, uh, no. It was like when Jar Jar was a a child, and basically like everything he does, like he's just constantly a, a fuck up for everything. And at some point. Like they basically like he gets his family banished for whatever. And they're like, they're in a little spaceship and they're leaving. And then like he, he like jar jars and touches a button and it makes the spaceship crash. And they basically like get stranded on some planet where there's like no hope of being found. And at some point, <laughs> jar jars dad has a gun. And like, there's like one panel where it kind of implies that he's like thinking about shooting jar jar. Oh, damn. But instead he, instead he goes to like shoot himself. And his wife runs over, <laughs> and and she like she grabs him. It's like, no, George, don't do it. We can get off this island somehow. We have so much to live for. Think of your son, and then that reminds him about Jar Jar, and he shoots his head. <laughs> <laughs> who who did this? Who who wrote this? Is this is great? Uh, you know that deserves proper credit. Um. So this is something... Okay, so this comes from Star Wars Tales. I think it's like a little series. I assume this was like a comic run. And I think it was like done in like the different like art styles. So this is like intentionally almost like old world Earth uh, sailor stories of uh, George R. Binks being a sailor. See, I would have thought this was a webcomic. Oh, I'm having wanna, trouble finding the exact issues from. I was um while you look for that, I I want to send you this AI picture from the other day. I was I was trying to generate <laughs> a steampunk uh flintlock pistol that I could maybe use uh, as a part of a cover for a book that uh will probably won't see the light of day for quite a while, like eight eight or nine months, and I was getting kind of bad results. So I I typed in specifically I want a steampunk flintlock pistol. 
a white background, one barrel, single barrel. And it gave me, it gave me one barrel, but there are like, like two handles in what they're, they're facing each other. And it's, it is the dumbest fucking thing ever. And it made me laugh really hard. It's actually like, it kind of looks cool, but it's also like, yeah, it's not, that doesn't work. Um, so yeah, this is a short, it was in Star Wars Tales number 20 as published by Dark Horse Comics. God damn, I never would have guessed. I think it was written and penned by Tony Millionaire with colors by Jim Campbell. Um, but if, if you want to read the, the Ballad of George R. Binks, oh, it is a cute little read. They should do George R. R. Binkston, and he just never finishes his book series. I like not not to spoil it too much, but like after shooting himself, he basically like has this like delirious fantasy where he remembers his ex girlfriend. And what's great is like his ex girlfriend is beautiful, but he left her because she was barren, and so she so he like went and got a wife that could have a son, and he ended up with Jar Jar. So when he comes to his senses, he's just like doubly suicidal. <laughs> That's so mean. That is so mean. I like Jar Jar. That is the that is horrific. It's really funny. It is really it's, funny. It's, it's really funny. mean. That is goddamn for the sake of being mean. But George R. Binks is a fun read. That that is someone who has been to Fortran at least once and fucking gets it. Well, speaking of getting it, I'm gonna <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. I guess we could just end uh, I'm there. I'm sorry, Fantastic Four, and we didn't do you very well. We didn't. But at <laughs> least we only spent a couple minutes on, on the incest bit. So Do you do you remember the human torch's catchphrase? Um Smokes up. No, he says this is opinions are cheap with Cameron and Chad. <laughs> such a good way to end this i'm so happy now good night everybody good night